This podcast is brought to you by 87.7 Berwick FM, Lancaster Student Sound. Thank you for tuning in to Welcome to Lancaster, a Freshers Guide, a new podcast series from Bailrig FM, Lancaster University's official student radio station. Each episode, a group of students from Bailrig FM will be discussing a slightly different aspect of starting at Lancaster. This week, we'll be talking about societies with Theo, our Bailrig station manager, and Emrin, uh, Bailrig FM's chairperson. If you're listening to this and you're interested in tuning in to more Bailrig FM content, you can find archives of all our radio shows on Mixcloud. You can find our podcasts on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Or if you happen to be on campus, you can tune in on 87.7 FM. We're hoping to get as many um, as many people listening to this as we can. Maybe one or two soon to be freshers who are interested in what life's like at Lancaster. So if you're tuning into this and you're interested in getting involved in radio or podcasting or news or music, then please feel free to get in touch with Bail Rig or you can give us a follow on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. There we go. That'll do for an intro. So let's <laughs> jump into this. Um so we're talking about societies this episode so i think a good way to start this is just to talk about what societies we're involved with what societies we've been involved with and why we got involved so off we go yeah i mean hey i mean i'm I'm theo nice to have you guys listening in as i say i'm i'll definitely be rooting for berwick as i am kind of the the station manager and i want you to join berwick um but i was quite interested in doing societies for most of last year i was doing four societies a week so I was doing Berwick, and that was a show on Monday evening, as well as a few other things in the week. Christian Union, and that was Tuesday evening. Um, I was doing fitness and calisthenics, and that was also sometimes Monday and Thursday. Uh, and then I had badminton on a Sunday, as well as uh, various other things. So I was a pretty, pretty involved in societies and sport, uh, certainly in first year. And it's been really fun. It, you definitely, societies, there's so many. You... Uh. If you just confine kind of your friendship and your social life to your flat and your course, you're missing out on a lot of other stuff. It's definitely the the, the biggest thing to take away. You've got to explain. Uh, I'm sure Emin and Emin's very involved in society. And I'm sure they've got a bit more to say on that. Yeah. So I've been in, I've been involved in quite a lot, especially in first year. I was what I was in. I think four or five societies. Um, so I'm just just gonna list them out and then maybe explain a bit more about each one. So I've been in the Students with Disabilities Forum, uh, Berg FM, the Math Society, uh, the Role Playing Society, um, uh, the Baking Society, and the Mental Health Society. So I've been in quite a lot, um, quite quite a nice mix as well. So some which are more affiliated with Lucy and some which are less. And um, one of the things I would say is that I'd say I'd recommend getting um, involved with your academic society, the one for your course, because they can offer you a lot of support. Um, like with the math society, they do regular maths cafes where you can get help. And yeah, it's quite useful. Um, mm. And Bearig's been great. It's it, it's quite nice to have a creative creative output um, for like an hour or two a week. So yeah. Yeah. And it's cheap. If you sign up early for just £15, you can access unlimited uh, studio equipment, recording equipment, <laughs> and all the opportunities Barrick has to offer. Sign up now on the Union Cloud website. That, that's the thing. Actually, while you should experiment with low societies, most societies will do like a free taster session. They'll all try and get you to sign up for cheap early on, and then they make money and you don't turn up, and so they don't have to. So have a bit of an idea of what you're interested in and be open to new new ideas. But wait a couple of weeks to work out what. So, so for me, I was really interested in Model UN 
and one of the things I said when I got to Lancaster, I really want to do model UN, really want to do model UN. Um, at the Freshers' Fair, which is where you go around several halls and there's loads of stalls and you kind of, uh, with all of the societies and sports groups on, they talk to you about what they do and why you should be interested. And I missed the model UN one. I think I'll just look in the other way or walk straight past it. And so I never, uh, and then I kept meaning to go and I never did. And in the end, I just had to, um, model UN was just something that I never got around to doing. Should we explain what the Model UN is? Do people well, yeah. know what that is? I, I, it's like, yeah, it's, it's a bit, I'm, I mean, I'm a politics student. It's a bit of a nerdy politics. <laughs> it's where you represent a country for a couple of weeks and you debate issues that are relevant to that country. And I think it's all very tongue in cheek and you do it in a hall and uh, or a large lecture theatre. Um, and you kind of, it's kind of informative, but also quite lighthearted, I think. Um, but in the end, I, I didn't end up doing Model UN. And I kind of regret it, but actually I don't, because I ended up doing radio instead. And that was something I entirely didn't expect. Um, and I love that as well. So university societies will throw so many opportunities that you won't expect. And you just kind of got to go with it a bit yeah. um, and have a couple of things you want to do, but then not be too rigid, not be too inflexible. Um, it's certainly the case for me. And I think Emin ended up doing, as you say, five societies. That, yeah, that's, that's quite a lot. <laughs> like in hindsight, like I'd say, um, one of the things you also have to think about as well is the work-life balance. Mm. Uh, because if you join too many societies, if you're going to a lot of the events, you're quite often, especially for me as I'm doing maths, it's a lot of lectures and contact hours, mm. and then you also get a lot of coursework on top of that. So because of that, it's quite intensive. So I think perhaps my first year lacked a little bit on the academic side because I was spending so much time with societies. Um, so yeah, it's all about finding that balance. Yeah. yeah. Before, I, oh sorry, before I was um, going to record this um, show, I was having a little look through the Students Union website, looking at all the different societies, thinking, oh maybe I'll write like kind of a list down to give people a sense of just what is available. But there's so many societies. There's 175 societies on campus, and they did. Wow. There's such a vast, diverse range of different different topics and things of interest and sports so there's the sports societies there's media societies there's drinking societies there's <laughs> cultural ones religious language societies if you want to learn a new language and then as emron mentioned there's there's subject societies as well so for, for me i'm a psychology student there's a psychology society there's a math society there's a politics society a philosophy society mm. and they're all they're not just open to people who do the courses they're open to everyone so yeah. i'd probably spend more time going to the philosophy society and the politics society events than I did the psychology ones. Well, the, the Politics Society, for instance, did question time once a term with representatives of the three campus parties, Liberal Democrats, Conservatives and Labour. And they're always very well attended and they're always really good fun. And you get to ask questions to these representatives and generally try and kind of uh, be a thorn in the side. Um, and it was, it, was, it was a pretty well, and as I say, well attended. A role you fulfil excellently, Theo. <laughs> I, 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 do, I do look forward to asking tricky questions that way, I'll be honest. Um, but... Yeah, and that was obviously not limited to politics students, and lots of the students who came were not politics students, and it was great fun, and we really enjoyed it, and it was a good social event, and that's the thing, you make a lot of your friends, you know, a lot of your social life through societies, um, yeah. and of course work-life balance is important, um, but uh, a lot of your life balance will come from societies, um, mm -hmm. rather than, and it's good to step out of flatmates and coursemates, who you share a lot of things in common with, but maybe you can't quite go to that niche, you know, if you um, you might be interested in politics, but you might also be really interested in Dungeons and Dragons. And you don't necessarily get an overlap between politics and D&D. &D. So you go to D&D &D society to find people who have those niche interests. Yeah. 
How did you guys um, decide to join the societies that you did? Was it something that you were interested in before, something that you knew you wanted to sort of pursue at uni, or was it sort of a deal of just finding it at Freshers' Fair or just discovering it? How did you guys decide to join the societies that you did? So, so for me, it was, um, well, with, with Freshers' Fair, I found it quite sort of quite intense and quite hectic. Yeah. So because of that, I did a lot of research beforehand on the SU website. I looked through societies, made like a short list of the ones I wanted to join. But then when I actually got to Freshers' Fair, I didn't, well, when I actually got to uni, I didn't actually join that many of the ones that I put on my list. There's more ones that I hadn't thought of. Like yes. Bearig, for example, I'd, I'd never thought of going to radio. Then I got into Bearig through a friend. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's those sorts of things where Freshers' Fair, yes, it's a good thing to get. Uh, sort of find out about the societies, but also I'd say go go to the taster events as well because mm. the fresh fair is very very hectic, or at least it was uh, in my first year. It was it was just a, a day of not quite chaos, but um, <laughs> like it, it, it was just yeah, you were quite often like just trying to find the right societies, and it was laid out in such a way that it's quite difficult to find the ones you wanted to find. Take, um, yeah, take as many leaflets as you can. And yes. go back to your room and spend some time working out which ones you are now interested in. Now you've done the talking and the research. Don't make any decisions at the freshers fair. Yeah. So definitely. I I went to in fact as you say, Berwick is something that I think people stumble into a little bit. I was interested in scan. Um, mm-hmm. My I'm, I want to be a journalist. My background was writing long form, and so I went up to scan. I had a chat with them. Berwick was in the corner. I just ignored them. They didn't seem relevant. And then I and then I kind of I want I was interested in continuing podcasting, which is something I've done in sick form and so I thought Barrow could be helpful for that and then they ended up running a live politics show and being part of the news team and being elected to exact so you kind of just yeah it, um, don't make decisions at the freshers fair get the information get loads of information go home and work through it um, and kind of do the tasting session as Emin said uh, and, and learn and observe and listen and experience and then start making your decisions i mean yeah. obviously as responsible students we're going to encourage freshers to you know pay the uh, pay the subscription fee but there are a few societies which are slightly more relaxed in terms of you know monitoring exactly how many taster sessions you've attended <laughs> some of them are pretty strict like for example i did um fencing and uh, just a just a few um but fencing's one of the more expensive um, societies on campus. It's still cheap, you know, in comparison to learning fencing at like a private club. But in terms of, you know, sports societies, it's on the it's on the steeper end. Mm. And uh, they were like very strict about making <laughs> sure that you only had your three free lessons and then you got to sign up. The, to be honest, the, the only reason I really signed up for Bearing in the beginning was because I wanted to have a vote in the exec elections. that's how it worked it was like that's fair enough isn't it you can't vote you you know at the start of at the start of our first year there were the 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 elections and i attended and i kind of wanted to participate i didn't just want to watch and if you want to vote you got to be a member so i paid my 15 pounds there and then on my phone and got myself a vote brilliant Um, i think i paid in the last day what society tends to do is they have cheap rates for about a month and then they hike them up so they get you in, pay the membership, as I've already mentioned, and then they assume you're going to jog off. So they don't have to spend money on you, but they get your money. So I remember paying a cheap bearer grade the last day before they went up, I think. Wow. I messaged the page and I was like, 
ah, I want to drink Berwick now, what do I do? And then they were very nice, and they were like, okay, this is the last day, you can... Here's but the it thing. didn't go up by that much. It was only like £15, wasn't it, standard rate? It, it, it was 15 I think it might have been a 10 or 15, and it went up by 5 to 15 or 20. But when you're a student, that 5 quid, <laughs> yeah. that, that's a lot of VKs at sugar. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Every penny counts. Yeah. Um, do you yeah. guys think that's kind of the what you'd expect to pay really isn't it it's about 10 20 pounds per society roughly that's about average right yeah i mean, I mean well, well one of the things we'll say as well is there's a lot of free free societies like well most ones that i've joined have been free or you've had to pay for the events but not for that not to join the society so like uh bacon society i can't, I can't remember whether it's free or whether it was very cheap like two pound but then each session you wanted to bake with them, you had to pay to bake. But it was quite nice because then it was kind of like, instead of having a, a big lump sum at the start, it was done throughout the year. It's cool. Where do you do Baking Society? Um, It's in Filed Common Room. Okay. And it's every Saturday, um, they've got like certain slots that you book. It's, it's quite fun. I mean, you, you get fun at what, the, what, what you're going to be making like on like Wednesday and you can opt in. Um, yeah, it's, it's quite fun. I didn't even know there was a baking society. That's the thing about how many societies there are. You're always yeah. learning. Like, oh, yeah, there's a baking society. Oh, yeah, there's a Lego society. You're always learning. And yeah, they so both many. sound really cool. That's the thing. Like, <laughs> you you never judge someone for their society choices because all societies in their own way sound really good fun. Yeah. yeah. I, that That's the thing. Um, but I, talking about cost, I was I ended up doing a really really nicely because I was paying fifteen quid for Berwick and that was a one off. Christian Union is free because you know we're nice. Um, <laughs> fitness, fitness and calisthenic, they they never got around to sorting out their union cloud. So which is a system that authorizes membership and payment. So that was didn't have to pay for that. Um, and then Bab- oh, really? So you had calisthenics free all year? Yeah, I had. Two, two, <laughs> yeah, I had probably three to four hours of fit free fitness a week for about six to ten weeks which nice. is a pretty sweet deal it, as an alternative to a gym absolutely yeah yeah um and then badminton which was i think paid 10 quid for membership and what that did is it then um meant but you still had to pay for each session but if you have membership the sessions were cheaper so mm. but to make that work you have to go for i think seven sessions to make it cost effective um and yeah so so you have to be smart but you can if you if you're it, 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 at the end of the day for me personally it was very cheap doing societies mm. i mean i was absolutely ripping a lot of people off <laughs> <laughs> as, as someone who's I, I i'm kind of a little bit interested in calisthenics i've been trying to do it over the last few weeks in my garage so um as someone who's possibly interested in joining that society next year I've, I'm in no hurry to see them fix their union, what was it, union crowd, <laughs> whatever. Take your time with that, guys. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they. I think they've had some um, problems. We, we. That's the thing. Societies also die because it's very reliant on us. You know, every year you have to have a decent core of people who keep it going. Yeah. Um, so fitness is probably on its way out, unfortunately. They really? did a re- yeah, they did a reasonable job this year, but they didn't quite cultivate oh, no. a group who are willing to take it on um which you is they should, yeah. they should start a podcast with bail rig fm uh, <laughs> yeah fitness <laughs> tip. You, you're 15 minutes every day just guide you to a personalized fitness routine that's all it takes um but yeah that, that's the thing society boom and bust and 
some societies will have just come out of a bad period and some societies are going into a bad period because it's very much every single year almost starts anew because you have a new group of people running it. And that's just part of the fun and that's just part of life and you just got to kind of roll with it really and, and enjoy the friendships you make along the way and the experiences you have. Did you guys yeah. have any... Oh, sorry, Emrin. Oh, I was, I was just going to say, um, with sort of experiences, like, like say, it's, it's very much each... Even within each society, um, various people in various ways. So, like, you know, some people might take, for example, um, the role-playing society not because they want to do tabletop RPGs like D and D, but they'd much rather do like LARP, which is uh, live-action role-playing. Mm. Um, so, and I'd say in a lot, a lot of the societies, there's various ways you can go down each one. So it's, it really is about sort of personalising your experience. Mm. Yeah, what what sure. kinds of stuff do you do in role play? You mentioned um, Dungeons and Dragons. LARPing is live action role playing. What kind yep. of things would you LARP? Uh, LARP is it's, it's, it's different systems like like D and D, but um, it's it, like there's one um, called Horizons Horizons where it's all about sort of post a post apocalyptic world, oh, and oh. you're having to like. Um, and it's all about politics as well. It's, it's a, oh. a custom-made world, but you're, you're basically leading the countries, and it's really, really cool. Having oh. attended a few nights at Sugar, I can sort of attest to the to the <laughs> idea that student life is in some ways post-apocalyptic, <laughs> just in general. Yeah. Um, what well, interesting? I feel like we haven't talked much about sports, but that's a huge part of yeah society. Mm. I was thinking of doing a separate one just for sport, you know. If you can get Berwick members who do sport, I would be amazed. I don't think there's many Berwick members who are... Well, I'm going to be doing it. I'm going to be... Do- I do football and a bit of futsal, archery. I did a bit of that. Fencing, I mentioned that. The three taster sessions. <laughs> yeah, fencing, maestro. But you do calisthenics. That's the sport, isn't it? Yeah, I, I, I think because sports is, again, a whole new kind of category. Of, mm-hmm. um, you know, like colleges who have... You, you have university sport, which is pretty high tier i only know one or two people who compete at uni level for anything then yeah. because of the college system you also have college teams um which and you can have an a b c d teams for colleges which means the standard is you know it gets pretty rubbish by the time you're in the c or d team but that makes it really fun um, i was in for an sc theo yeah <laughs> i i yeah i struck i can imagine that i'll be honest with you ollie okay <laughs> uh and, and that's that, that's for football, but again, you know, net, everything from um, netball and football to underwater hockey, which I mm. tried, disastrous. I'm oh, not as good at swimming as oh. I think I am, um, but it is good fun. Uh, you just need to remember the pack. I can just drink. imagine you coughing and spluttering. Genuinely, that was exactly I it. <laughs> that, was, that was exactly it. And I had to borrow a pair of swimming trunks. I, had, I didn't. Who brings swimming trunks to uni? So I was wearing a pair of uh, light blue swimming trunks with flamingos on them. Lovely. Um, and yeah it was it was a bit of a disaster to be honest but that's the thing and you, a lot of people really enjoyed it and absolutely underwater, underwater hockey was a star of the freshers fair if i remember correctly they had at their store they had a big tv screen set up and it was showing how you play underwater hockey mm-hmm. which just i'd never even seen it before but i was looking at it and i was thinking well this is amazing this mm. is like I, I never was bold enough to actually attend but We've got we've got Theo's. Um, yeah, it is, it is good. I'm just not a good enough swimmer to enjoy it. Uh, it's also, if I remember, a little bit pricey, but that's because you're paying for the pool. So, 
Okay. That sort of leads into my next question, really, like about first experiences of new societies. Does anyone have any stories of, of I mean, Theo's got his story there from underwater hockey, <laughs> but does anyone else have any, you know, interesting tales of, of what it was like attending your first sort of session at a new society? Um, I mean, I, I guess for, for me, it was kind of like Berg is a bit weird for me to start off with because, um, well, like I started off being a guest on a show, on a show, um, like, uh, and that was kind of how I got it put in. It was quite cool, kind of weird how I just never heard of Barrow before then. Who I mean, show were you on, Emrin? Uh, Max. Uh, they're already abroad now, but yeah, um, yeah. Was, did it was on Rethink. Did it go well? Was it a good recording? Yeah, I think so. I think it went quite well. Um, yeah. yeah. My, I um, I remember my first archery session. And uh, we we had to like right at the very start of it we were like we had to put our bows together and they had the the, the wood lined out on the floor and the strings and it was like right just put it together and I I spent like the first half an hour of this bloody archery session just trying to get the, get the thing working I hadn't even fired an arrow uh, I mean it's it's all part of sort of learning though it's all part of you know part of archery is learning how do you how do you set up the bow and how do you sort of string it and then get it all aligned and calibrated and then after like the first session they wanted us to start putting sights in our bows which was just like next level because then I had to not only assemble the bow not only get the string on the thing um but then I had to sort of calibrate the sight and it was just like oh this is so challenging but you get the get the hang of it you do get the hang of it um what are this is like uh, meditation as well. This isn't a, a a society particularly. It's more like a club uh, I, I was attending once a week. And we, yeah, we um, at, at Christian Union we were planning our major events week, and we kept holding our meetings next door to meditation society. <laughs> and because our meetings were often accompanied by, let's say, lively and robust debate <laughs> and laughter and you know various Christian noise. Um, I think Meditation Society got quite annoyed at us. They had, to, they had to get the building manager to ask us to move downstairs two weeks in a row. Those bloody uh, noisy Christians. Yeah, we, you know what we're like, just you know, <laughs> kicking up a fuss all hours of the day. Um, yeah. The, the, what? yeah, the range is insane. I mean, there's uh, so many. And what kind of events um, did your societies put on? So, so, uh, so, Christian Union, we we did um, we did a, what's called an events week in uh, February, which is kind of a week where we introduce people to you know what we believe and what we do, and we have talks and uh, chill, and uh, we have a big marquee in in one of the squares in La- uh, Lancaster. A lot of people come to that and enjoy that. That's good fun. Um, and then calisthenics didn't really do kind of any events. Likewise, badminton. Um, obviously, Berwick quite a lot of live uh, well some live events and shows that you invite guests on to um which is always a highlight for me yeah i mean w- w- with uh with the math society there was uh, there were a couple of bar crawls um which were quite fun mm. um there was also a uh christmas meal which went quite well it's quite nice but actually it was oh, a I didn't media one. That. ah mm-hmm. yeah it was, it was quite quite fun quite nice um Lerps do sort of relatively sporadic, sporadic events, but there is one. There are some events which are quite quite well attended, and they're the one shots, which is what a one shot is. It is it's a like a one-off game. So instead of having a, a like 
10 sessions of a game. Instead, this is like a six-hour long stint of oh, just wow. the world, and it's, it's quite fun. And all those six hours sounds like it's a long time, but it actually flies by, because you're getting into your characters, and yeah, it's quite fun. Yeah, the, that, sounds, that sounds fab. It sounds very immersive. Yeah. Um, one of the um, events, I, I did a little bit of debating, and debating actually has a little bit oh, of a rivalry yeah. with Model UN, you know. I don't know if you know about this. No. Every every time we get a Model UN a Model UN member show up, we're always trying to, like, snag them, you know. We I did, did college debating. That wasn't a society, really. That was a college competition. That was really good fun. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I think that was organised by the debating union, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, debating was something else I was interested in. I kind of forgotten, really. It's a long time ago now. Debating was something else I was interested in, but it, it was very much structured debate. And yeah. I, I don't like rules. Um, I like being able to yell at people and they yell back at me. And it's all very free-flowing and yelly. Um, that I, was so... Oh, sorry, yeah. No, I just wasn't a rapid. But at the same time, a lot of people love that. So, you know. Yeah, that, I, I joined the debating society just because I love debating. But it's like, <laughs> say, it's very structured. It's, it's done in like the British parliamentary system. So it's like the first speaker gets 15 minutes. The next speaker gets 15 minutes. You can't, in, you, can, you can only ask questions after like the first minute. There's all these kind of rules. And mm. I'm more the kind of person who just like screaming at someone over a pint. <laughs> <laughs> but nonetheless, I, I powered through and I, I did, I did like attend a f- quite a few of the sessions. I attended a lot of debating. Maybe I'm thinking the fact that I'm interested in bail rig and I'm interested in debating. Maybe I just like the sound of my voice a bit too much. Um, <laughs> I, I can I can attest on record. Ollie does like screaming at people over pipe. Having been at the end of the screaming, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah. Uh, one of the things that the debate society put on. It was literally like a few weeks into starting. Um, starting at the uni so i'm still learning the ropes i'm still learning the campus i'm learning how everything works but they put on this um competition for schools like um colleges and i think there were colleges these kids came in and i can't remember if they were doing a levels they might have even been doing gcses anyway these these kids come in from all over the north we've got kids coming in from york from leeds from manchester i think a school came in from newcastle and the lancaster debating union was putting on a uh, a competition for all these schools and i'd signed up for it i thought why why the hell not let's let's do this and uh, they actually ended up saying to me ollie we're a bit short of, of people do you want to sort of help moderate some of the debates so the next thing i know <laughs> I, i'm on this panel of three other people and they're the, the the two people i was moderating with they'd been debating for years they were professional debaters and they were just furiously writing notes down as, as the, the schools were debating and i was like uh, I don't know, that was kind of a good point, but I don't know, I kind of like what they said. <laughs> I had absolutely no idea how to moderate it. And then at the end of a few of the debates, um, some of the, the kids would come up to me and ask for like feedback on why they'd lost the debate or why won the debate. And I was just like, I, I, I tried my best, but <laughs> I, I did try my best, but I felt a little bit out of my depth. Yeah, well, that's the thing with society. You just have, with, with both society, you just have fun and silly experiences like that. And you're, you're sometimes thrust a bit into the deep end, but it, it's never really that. You don't come off badly. It's just a laugh. And you, you learn loads, and it's great. I found myself in the deep end a little bit of bearing sometimes. Like, I'm starting to get the hang of it now. But I remember the first time I went live on the, on the FM, uh, and I was helping out with some news report, and all I had to do was just read the headlines out. But I, I was remember so that. Nervous. I was so nervous. 
I was like stumbling. I'd, I had everything written out that I wanted to say, but it was just like the fact that, oh, I'm in the studio and, oh, this is actually going out. And the person who I, who was who was presenting the show was someone who was very, like, very professional and knew exactly what they were doing. So I really didn't want to cock it up. But I felt a little out, a bit, bit out of my depth there. You, you came out shaking, I seem to remember. I think you did really yeah. well. Yeah, but I remember you kept, not quite shaking, but you came out and I said, oh, how was it? Because I'd actually not been on air at that point. And you said, oh, you know, I don't think I did very well or whatever. But actually, I think you had done. That doesn't sound like me. You, well, no, it doesn't. And that's I, why I, I remember it. I would have hit it. I would have said, no, it was great. And then just inside been dying. No, you, you look outwardly nervous. I think that's why I remember it. Because you never look nervous. You're as <laughs> cool as a cucumber, Oliver Crisp. You betcha. Yeah. <laughs> um, future plans for societies is there anything that that you guys are thinking of joining in the future anything you or is it just a matter of you got your societies you love what you're doing you're going to really stick with them and dive into them or do you want to sort of venture out and try and new, try some new things for me i'd say it's kind of like I've, I've looked into a lot of societies already and i'm now on three execs so i'm probably just going to stick with one yeah so on the alerts exec as, as a social secretary on the uh, MathSoc exec as the social media manager, and on the Bearig one as chairperson. So it, it's quite good, quite um, kind of busy, but it's, it's kind nice. of busy. Definitely <laughs> not overstretch yourself there, man. <laughs> you've, you've got you've got basically your power spread across campus in every corner. Yep. <laughs> Academic, yeah. media, and, yeah, yeah it's, it's it's good fun. Yeah, yeah, and. Um, I mean, personally, I'm fairly committed to Berg and I don't want to stretch myself. So I'm going to, I mean, never say never. Maybe late in second year and third year, some interesting opportunities will come up. And I you do like the you don't think you're gonna, So you don't think you're going to re-adventure into underwater hockey anytime oh, soon? I don't think <laughs> underwater hockey is on the agenda at all. Um, Berg is enough for me and Christian Union are the two I'm going to stick with. For fitness, I'm just going to have to hope I don't eat too much and cycle um and, and hope that kind of keeps me in in some sort of shape but uh yeah berwick and, and cu i think are the, the main ones i hope the calisthenic the calisthenic society does keep itself going because i would quite like to attend that i tried to go to the gym um as much as i could during first year but it can get the facilities are great in there but sometimes if you go in at peak hours it can be a little crowded especially if you're going in the evening after lectures are finished it can be really hectic in the gym so um calisthenics is like a good alternative i think yeah yeah and there's calisthenic bars dotted around campus i don't know if you, did you guys uh, do that as Occas- part of the occasionally i think i think they tended to use them more in summer term which obviously uh not an option now so um yeah but um they they had their own maps and kind of a, um uh do-it-yourself bars so you know they'd um have you'd have to they're pretty good that they were like a frame that you'd have to assemble every session and take down. Uh, How many pull-ups can you do? Um, I could do, goodness me, that's months ago now. <clears throat> I think I was getting on to be able to do eight or nine in a oh, stretch. Cool. Which that's cool. Me, yeah, yeah. I, was, I was very pleased with that, but that would be, you know, two or three at best now. People think pull-ups is easy. They just look at it and they think, how can that be that hard? You're just pulling yourself up. But when you're actually hanging on a bar like that, I struggle to hang on a bar for like over a minute, you know, let alone pull myself up yeah. more than two uh, or three times. Uh, yeah, and they were, they were t- taught me how to do proper form or technique. So you're not um, straining the wrong muscles and you're kind of often, 
basically if it's if it's easy you're doing the wrong technique is, is kind of what they're talking <laughs> about. if it if it's straining every muscle in your body you're doing it spot on um, <laughs> and the, yeah but it was useful for my own fitness learning all those techniques and different routines and how to kind of properly warm up and cool down and just met some great people and had some good conversations I remember trying to use some of the, the calisthenic bars that they've got dotted around campus in the middle mm. of winter. And some of them are like in the middle of a field. And I remember sort of going on, like I'd go for a run and then I'd try and play around with some of the calisthenic bars. And I remember like splodging through this muddy ass field, like my feet oh, sink, yeah. just, just to try and wade over the calisthenic bar. Yeah. There's one in the middle of a muddy dip. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the main one as well, like with the, that you'd use for pull-ups yeah. and chin-ups and, and that kind of thing. I want to do yoga as well next year. I've, I've always thought yoga is so cool. And uh, I suppose it would sort of complement my meditation as well. Um, I could become like a cl- classic hippie doing my meditation and my yoga. But I think yoga is really good for your body as well. And it's you don't need a gym, do you? You just need yeah. your body and a mat and you just stretch yourself out. So I, I really want to pursue that. One thing, I, uh, we kind of touched on it earlier. And obviously Emma mentioned obviously the work-life balance because well first year is mostly for learning the ropes and learning how things work and meeting friends having a good time you do want to make sure and we're going to talk about studying and i think another podcast which yeah. i have asked to be on um and kind of i think with societies you do have to balance your time because societies and the socials around them and the friendships around them are great they do eat into the hours you have in the day and you just yeah. got to be careful and we're probably going to talk more on the studying podcast about how that works and how to balance your time and I mean, what I kind of um, the rhythm for me was I had societies in the evening and I do my work during the day. And that obviously won't work for everyone. But that was kind of a good distinction in my head. Once I would had dinner, it was social, social life. Um, and that was good. And it meant I could focus on on my societies properly without ever having in the back of my head. Oh, I've got an essay, essay tomorrow and um, anything like that, which, which I, found, I found really helpful. And it kind of maximizes the experience you have if you're not thinking about work in the back of your head mm. ah, that's good yeah. uh, should we talk a little bit about um the media societies because we're all members of bail rig fm yes um was uh, but there's also other media societies so we've got scan which is the student newspaper we've got la1 um which is the the, the online sort of video component of student media yeah the tv station and we've got the cinema take two mm. um cinema so did you guys know you were going to be interested in media was media something you were interested in theo you kind of touched on this earlier it was scan you were initially interested in but then you ended up in radio yeah i mean as i I think you kind of summarized it there um i've never really more too interested in la1 or take two um but obviously mentioned how it blends into radio but definitely i was always interested in student media but i had always just thought i'd be going into newspapers i'd never considered radio and i've not written a single thing the student paper but i've put considerable hours into into radio so it's weird where life takes you like that um but yeah scan a really sound publication um very easy to to get published and, and to have awareness and to learn experience with scan la1 again some really strong uh technical expertise you can get from those guys and again a very different but very unique experience um and take two i don't i know less about take two but i think the current exec in charge are really committed to to um boosting can take two's uh, intake and essentially for those of you who aren't familiar they show uh, films generally a couple of months after they come out in cinemas for quite cheap rates um on campus which is really cool 
Um, and I think we're going to be looking a way to work together and you can learn how to do projectionist there, which is quite an interesting skill to learn um, as well as a lot of technical abilities. But also you can just have fun with your mates as well, whether you're interested in the engineering, the technical side or having a laugh and boosting your career prospects. It's it's all open to you, student mm. media. Yeah. I mean, for me, I started I start off, as I've already said, with Beric as a guest. Um, and so and then I sort of joined and started my own show over the, over the rainbow. Um, but while I was doing that, um, well, it, in my first year, um, the student media were all one, were kind of like not quite one big society, but they were all had the same membership. Mm. Yeah, no, I'd... and and then um, well, through that I um I didn't join an earlier one, but I was. Part, I was on part of their um, on one of their shows, uh, sort of like as not like a, not as a host or a guest, but kind of like in between. I would say it was um, actually a game of D and D. We were like live streaming it, which is, which is quite fun. Learned yeah. sort of the technical side of it there. Um, but yeah, but uh, I think for me, Barrick is nicer um, because first of all, it's a lot more. You've got to think about things like Ofcom. Whereas with that, it's a lot more, not chilled, but you don't have to think about the live aspect of it as much. Uh, mm. Whereas with Better it's nice because you, you you get sort of industry rate experiences, which is great. Yeah. There's definitely different draws uh, to the different sort of aspects of student mm. media. One of the things that I was surprised by when I first joined was just how, like, devoted and committed and professional a lot of the people running the student media were they were like people who were really devoted who put a lot of time into it and it wasn't um just like a, a a side hobby although it can be that if you if you just want it to be a side hobby but in terms of the people who are in sort of positions of responsibility it was like there was a real sort of pride in in what they did and i found that to be really appealing yeah for sure the people running the, the student media and the people involved in student media are committed and genuinely care. Um, and there's a lot of collaboration as well. If you're involved in one student media, you'll probably have opportunities with, with the others as well. Um, the, general, the general election last year, uh, we ran basically a triple joint campaign but with Scam, Berg, and LA1. And we were producing and live streaming from our studio and kind of pulling in Scan's commentary. Um, and so, yeah, but there's a huge amount of professionalism and hard work went into that and um, for sure for sure yeah one of the main things that drew me to Bering FM was um I didn't really know if I was going to get involved in student media when I first showed up I didn't really know if I wanted to get involved in anything for sure I knew there was all this stuff available which I was interested in and I just thought you know what? I'm just going to go with the flow I'm going to see what captures my attention and I'm just going to go with that but when I was at Freshers Fair and if I recall correctly they put all the student media stuff right at the very start didn't they is that right I think it was near the start. Yeah, it was in its own dedicated room. I remember like running into the LA1 people and the Bailrig people like pretty much straight away, as I recall. And um, they were telling me about the studio, like the professional, all the the professional studio, the BBC level recording equipment. And I was just like, "What? Well, this is something that I'd be silly and not get involved with." As someone who I've always loved radio and I love listening to podcasts. And I was just like, right, let's let's really dive in with this and just see how it how it goes. And as it turns out, it's been something that I've dedicated like a lot of my time to, and plan to continue dedicating a lot of my time to because I find it a really valuable thing to be a part of. 
also you are had a podcasting show really hard oh, and that, to and dedicate that. your time to, to Berwick, having moved heaven and earth to get you in the role. Um, <laughs> you are you that's off the record, by the way. You are not gonna put back out of, of this, Holly. You can't say um, off the record on like a public a public broadcast. so there are no secrets. No, we're a very open, transparent society. Um, meeting new friends and socials and things like that. Um, I think at the start of uni, for I think this is true for most people, your friendship group sort of starts off as your flat. And then as your time at university goes on and as the weeks pass, at least this is what happened for me, I started to make friends in my course and also through my societies. And to be honest, at this point now, most of my friends aren't really flatmates. Most of my friends are people who I have met through doing all this extracurricular stuff um, through the events, through the socials. Do you think that's that's true for you guys as well? Yeah, I would say as a rule, your course mates tend to stay course mates. Um, you tend not to become, I mean, that I know exception to the rule, actually. Um, but for instance, the guys I met in politics and ethics, philosophy and religion, I didn't tend to spend much time with outside of those courses, and I'm not in touch with many of them now. Um, but the guys I met in Berwick and CU are my best mates because you have that shared interest, you have that shared time you spend together that you choose to spend together, um, and you look forward to seeing them and, and doing your show and um, having your, your, your talk. Um, and for sure, yeah. And your flatmates may be also your best mates, or you may not like them that much. But the society mates tend to be a much more reliable kind of, um, yeah, uh, source of your social life. Mm. Yeah, I mean, for, for me, when I started, started off, uni, I was kind of not friendly, but not not friendly with my flat flatmates. It was kind of uh, in the middle area. Uh, but one of the but sort of group of friends that I found at first was from the LGBTQ plus forum um, and then through them I then sort of branched out to things like Bearig and um, and then with my, with my course mates although like there are still my course mates there it's kind of we're starting to get a bit more sociable now um, it's kind of a, with me I said I've almost kind of shifted quite a lot uh, so first year most of my friends were in societies now I'd say it's a mix of about half and half courses and societies mm. i yeah. guess it's, yeah i guess you go into second and third you specialize more in your course so you spend more time with people with more precise shared interest i suppose yeah emery are you going into second or third year in third year now so yeah. oh okay yeah so. yeah it's, it's, gonna, be, Good it's luck. gonna be interesting <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you think um this is sort of a question which i think emery will be better at answering but do you think that as as you go into second year and third year, my understanding is that it's 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 more serious. Good, like first year is kind of a bit more chilled out academically. There's a little bit more spare time. There's it, the grades you get don't contribute to your final score, at least for a lot of courses. Um, do you think going into second and third year and having that extra academic demand um, sort of puts more forces you to be more conscious with how you manage your time or did you find that you were able to continue with all your extracurricular stuff despite the extra academic demands i'd say for math especially it's kind of weird because so first year you get a lot of coursework and a lot of contact hours and a lot of exams you get exams every five weeks um whereas in second year you only have exams at the end and your course you have less coursework and less contact hours so in some ways it's actually 
easier, but that's just uh-huh. maths. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd say I'd say you also you still have to be a lot more conscious about your time management, even though even though it is in some ways less work in second year. It's it's it's, le- it's less, but it's harder. Mm. Uh, so yeah, because of that you have to spend a lot more time working through, for example, proofs and stuff and things like that. So you've got to make sure you balance your time well. But I'd say this has probably been easier for, for me personally. Okay. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, I know for politics where we're doing one module, you know, in, in a single week, you're just doing one module with two lectures and a seminar. Uh, now doing four modules, each with a lecture, um, and each maybe the seminar, depending on the week, plus all the associated coursework. Um, so, yeah, it's interesting looking at that in comparison to maths, but for politics, the work rate is obviously going to go up exponentially. Yeah, um, but it was like with maths, we had about 25 contact hours in, in first year. Wow. And then in second year, it goes down to about 20. And in third year, it goes down even more to like. Oh, so it actually eight. goes down. It actually goes down as you progress through the years. Yeah, which is weird because you would mm. think it'd be the other way around. But no, it's like in first year, your timetable is very busy with maths because um, you just have, uh, have doing two, two modules at a time. Um, and each module's got like five lectures and then uh, two or three workshops. So it's it's very much content hour heavy. Um, whereas second year they tend to relax it a bit. I think it's because they tend they're trying to um, sort of leave uh, trying to sort of teach you more about independent learning. Mm. Yeah, I guess that's something we can very much talk about in the kind of study episode as well. Um, yeah, for sure. It changes in what you kind of got to do in first year to be ready for second year. Because um, yeah. first year is very much not a wasted year. Yeah. Uh, bringing it back to societies quickly. Uh, we've done 45 minutes, so I'm thinking sort of maybe we'll, we'll, we'll start to wrap it up a little bit. But just a sort of fun question. Um, did you guys end up going on any rowdy nights out with any with any um, <laughs> no. any of your societies? No, not the, the Christian society wasn't into that kind of thing. Yeah, the, we 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 go to the bar after um after our kind of thing on Tuesdays, but like that was just token being social. There was no drinking whatsoever. <laughs> J J two O's and soft drinks all round. Um, yeah, that's, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm also not. Uh, Serious? Uh, there wasn't a single, there wasn't a single like society no, social event that one. Um, there's one Belgrand, no, maybe two Belgrands, uh, near the end of the year, but that just wasn't my thing, to be honest. I know that's much more your scene, Ollie. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I, but, but, but for loads of people, it is, and that's completely fair, and that's completely awesome. And then, yeah, society social do a big part of social life. And yeah. awesome. just a brief comment on that because um i attended a few of the bay Rig socials and when we're talking about you know a drinking culture at university having attended the bay Rig socials there's if you don't want to drink that's absolutely fine if you want to drink that's absolutely fine there's absolutely no pressure to or to not drink i think that's like a really good thing um, yeah especially because a lot of people do have that in the head before they come to uni that oh it's just, everything's going to be alcohol if i don't drink alcohol there's going to be nothing for me to do and that's like totally not the case in fact as someone speaking who kind of likes a tipple, I could have done with the drinking culture being a little bit more present. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. just me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, for, for, for me, I kind of started off the year going to a lot of socials, going on quite a few nights out, but then 
when I got to about sort of halfway through first term, I don't know why exactly, but it just suddenly stopped. I um I decided to instead, for example, with my weekends, I'd do more social things during the day, and then have the evenings off to just chill. Mm. Mm. And I find often on a Friday night when most people are going out, I quite enjoy having some ice cream and watching a film. Um, and that's one of my little pleasures. Uh, oh, that's lovely. Yeah. yeah. That wasn't just, you know, oh yeah, so I was still having a nice evening, just enjoying it differently. But loads of people do have fun going out and drinking. But a Bearwig, we promote responsible drinking. We do not endorse drinking that causes harm to you or to others. When the fun stops, stop. That's a gambling slogan, but it's still applicable here. <laughs> um, and please join Berwick. Yeah. That's all I have to say on the matter. Join Berwick. And there are some... Uh... There are some drinking societies, I believe. I think there's a gin society and a ale society, a cider society. Maybe there's a wine society. I don't know. There are drinking societies out there. And I'm sure I haven't attended one, but I'm sure that they too are very like advocates of drinking responsibly and drinking safely. So yeah. if you are going to imbibe, do it like safely. Um, right. We've gone for 50 minutes. So I think we've covered loads of different stuff, haven't we, about about all the different societies that are available. As I mentioned, there's 175 societies available. So you can, if you're interested in those, wow. you can check them out on the SU's website. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, so, one of the things I would say as well is you can always, if you, if you found something you enjoy that isn't a society, you can make your own. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's quite a sort of, it's a relatively long process, but if you've got, say, a, a special interest, um, then you can really, then even if there isn't one, you can definitely find people who will have the mm. same shared interest. Yeah, I know. I know someone from a Berwick members thinking of setting up a a new theatre group. There's already a theatre group, but they're thinking of setting a new one up, which does things slightly differently. So yeah, that's a really important point. There's always room for if you've got an interest which you think other people might have, then get the society set up, apply for SU funding, get the thing off the ground. Yeah, yeah. you can bank on in a university of eighteen thousand, at least twenty to thirty people have exactly the same interest and commitment to that interest as you do yeah exactly great um so th thanks for doing this guys um next episode we're going to be doing i think it's i think it is study i think we're going to do a study podcast and then we're going to do a living at uni podcast with accommodation and stuff like that uh and then a few more after that so um everyone stay tuned they'll all be posted well wherever you're listening to this that's where it'll be <laughs> um, <laughs> um thanks for thanks for doing this guys yeah no thank worries. you see you later take care see ya bye